So looking at it from a Cowboys fan perspective, who would you like to see the least in round one? And why is it the Eagles? Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Keep the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 97 of Birds vs. Boys. We are heading into week 17 of the NFL season, usually the last week of the season, but not this year because it's the biggest year in the NFL. We have an extra week, so we are heading into possibly fantasy finals. For some reason, in the Branded League, this is just the semifinals, and the finals is next week. Um, No big deal in that, but we have a lot to talk about. We have an awesome guest tonight. I haven't talked to you since the Cowboys put up 56 points on another actual real NFL team. But before we get to that, Aiden, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Let's get into the reason for the season. We started this podcast last year, and then our teams were immediately just terrible. I think we were talking about the draft in like November before Thanksgiving. And this season, you have already clinched a division, still... In competition for the one seed, and yep. the Eagles can clinch a playoff spot this week. This is as good as it can get for us. It is the complete opposite of last year. It is impossible not to be happy in this moment right now. Famous last words, but right now, this is great. And there is a realistic, very, very realistic chance that we play each other in the first round of the playoffs. Even funnier realistic possibility, week 18, the, the Eagles rest their starters as the, the seven Cow- seed wild card team, and the Cowboys play their starters as the division winner. Bizarro world. I love it. I, yeah, I mean the Cowboys are going to be playing. They're they have especially if they beat Arizona this week. They're playing. We'll get into that. Yes, I talked about it last week. I am we nervous. Will. I am nervous for. Well, I'm not nervous for 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 you. I don't care. I hope they lose, but. If I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be nervous. About Um, playing the Eagles in the playoffs? What's that? About playing the Eagles in the playoffs? No, no, no. This week against the Cardinals. Oh, yes, yes. No, this is not a walkthrough. This is not the Reds, excuse me, Washington football team. Almost had a slip up. Oh, that was close. Almost almost had to put a dollar (laughs) in the jar. (laughs) All right. So technical notes for tonight. We've got Tom Downey of Chat Sports on. He does the Cowboys report for Chat Sports. If that sounds familiar, our guy Chase works for Chat Sports as well. We've had him on the show. He posed a question earlier this week to Tom and Kevin talking about which coordinators they they might lose and who would hurt more uh, to lose. Um, And then Kevin was like, you know what? Let's continue this discussion on the podcast. So Tom is with us tonight, which was a great interview. Everyone's just so energetic this time of year. Mm-hmm. Like when your team is good, you're just energetic and you can kind of just like feel the happiness in the interview. Um, so that's really good. They're huge on YouTube. Um, like he mentions biggest Cowboys YouTube page 
subscriber wise that there is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of subscribing to YouTube, why don't you subscribe to ours, Birds vs. Boys? We're up over 200 now. Thank you, Micah Parsons, <laughs> because that helped give us a boost. Yes. And then uh, tonight, we'll obviously be talking both of our teams, recapping, putting a beat down on the other two NFC East teams. We're actually going to do a eulogy for the Giants because we're just sick of talking about them. And then focusing on making the playoffs and what the playoffs would look like. Mm. Mm. And thank you for reminding me. The Dallas Cowboys are your division champions. And I believe uh, preseason, I I picked them to win the NFC East. Did you as well? I think I did. I think you did also. Yeah. Maybe if we had an intern that could go back and find that some somehow, that would be good. But yes, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys win the NFC East before they even kick off against the Washington football team. Thanks to the Broncos and Raiders for some reason um, with strength of schedule. And I still don't understand fully how that worked, but we're, we're going to get into that later. But the scenarios I listen Someone who has math challenged like me, this has got to stop. This has yeah. gotten way too confusing for me. What I, I mean, I didn't even know that until like there was like 17 minutes left in the game. And I was like, wait, what? How does this game <laughs> anyway affect the Cowboys winning the division right now? Do, should we just do it now? Do you just want to do yeah, it quick? Sure. All right. So like that game caused the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Yes. The Cowboys are ahead of the Buccaneers. Even yes. though the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys yes. because of record in the NFC. So then you yeah. have to like pile up the wins there. The Eagles can clinch a playoff spot this week. Mm-hmm. But the scenarios are the Vikings lose. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Eagles win. That makes mm-hmm. sense. The 49ers, who are ahead of the Eagles, have to win to I, make to make them clinch. I don't have the brain capacity for this. Uh, Vince, can you pull up the NFL, the NFC standings for me real quick, just so I can like see? Like you I've been doing this math like all. Everyone all else loses. I thought that would make the most sense. All right, let's do the math for the Eagles at least. They're eight and seven. If they win, they're nine and seven. They secure a winning record. Done. Easy. If the Vikings lose, they'll have a losing record. They're done. If you have a, if if you secure a losing record, we secure a winning record. It's over. They're done. They can't pass us. The Falcons and the Saints play each other. So one of them is guaranteed to have a losing record. They're both yep. sitting at seven and eight. We have we beat both of those teams. Yeah. Remember when the Panthers were three? No. Oh, my God. That is a dumpster fire right now. But I can see them beating the Saints this week, which would, again, it would just end it. I don't. I do not understand how the 49ers beating the Texans has any involvement in the Eagles making the playoffs. It makes absolutely no sense. I, I, it's math behind my compre- like my comprehension. I think maybe we can get like Ian Rappaport on, help us. We need some. We need a big. Gu- we need a physicist. We need we that need... guy from Sunday Night Football with the we... with the khaki pants. Oh, Steve Walls. Well, yeah. What's his name? Wanaki. Yeah. He's yeah. on MSNBC. Yeah. That's the only way I understand the elections. By the way, yeah, he's got to like point out on the map. It makes yeah. it so easy. I bet he could do that with the scenarios for us. He, but he talks so fast sometimes. I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, I'm like, all right, now slow it down. Tell me yeah. one more time. <laughs> Can we do that again? Talk to me like I'm in third grade. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't understand. I don't understand how it helped the Cowboys. I don't understand how this is the scenario for the Eagles. But um, we are also living in bizarre land in 2021, anyway. So, yep, 
yep. it all makes sense. Very much. All I but, know is it benefits both of us to keep winning football games. Yes. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. And um, I have not talked to you since the Cowboys won their last football game. I'll I'll hit that and then we'll do the Eagles and which will be a perfect segue into the eulogy for the for the Giants that you put to bed like a like a, a dead dog. But so I, I text my buddy Matt, who's a Cowboys fan, prior to the the Washington game, and I said, I just I just want a relaxed Sunday night. I want to drink a beer and just enjoy a football game rather than be stressed out. Ta-da. <laughs> I was like, I, I I feel like I haven't had that in so long, but I guess since the the Atlanta game, and the first drive happens, Cowboys go, you know, they get a first down, but then they run that play on third down where um, Wilson throws it to Mari and he drops it. I'm like, oh god, he doesn't get the first down. I'm like, this is here we go. I I, I like I, I was laying back watching. I was like, oh all right, we got to sit up. We got to get into this game now. Like the meme when you're yeah. down the first half in 2K, yep. so you pick the controller and you're sitting yep. up. Yep. That's exactly. I was like, all right, we got to get into this game. And then bang. Let's let's just take a deep shot at Trayvon Diggs. Have you have you seen the replay of that from down the field forward? No, I don't tra- think so. Vince, can you try I would love for you to because Trayvon Diggs never once looked at Terry McLaurin. He had his head turned looking at Heineke the entire he just ran the route. He was the receiver. It was unbelievable. I, I know they put it on there on ESPN's Instagram, but whatever. I mean, 11 interceptions. They legitimately have two. I don't think either of them are going to win it, but two legitimate candidates for defensive player of the year. I think, I think they're no, legit. That would be the wrong game. They <laughs> in. That'd be the other time that Trayvon Diggs yes. picked off Tyler Heineke. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think either of them are going to win it. Um, I think it's going to be TJ Watt, but to have, a rookie that's definitely, I mean, it's our, he's already won defensive player of the year, or defensive rookie of the year and could win mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. And a guy, Trayvon Diggs, with 11 interceptions. I mean, watch, watch Diggs's head here. Okay. This isn't the angle that I, oh, no, can't, never mind. Can't see it. But he just literally the whole time, you want to talk about turned your head. He had it full on the entire, just who, who said, yeah, let's take a deep shot at Diggs the first play of the game? Yeah, well, that, yeah, I was about to say that's a, that's bad from the start. That's like kind of like uh, on the third play of the game, kicking the ball to the there opponent. This is the angle right here. But this is the perfect angle. So I'll narrate it for the people who are listening. So look at Trayvon Diggs barely gets out of his stance. It looks like, honestly, first play of the game, it looks like warm up still, right? That was like perfect technique, but at no point was there a pump fake. At no point was were they going anywhere but to Terry McLaurin on the deep shot. And Trayvon Diggs nope. just really just got out of his stance, out of the back pedal, turned, and got the interception, like Kevin, like you said, like just running the route. It was uh, – J. Ron Kirst said on the sideline, he goes, you ain't even going to try and lull him to sleep? You're going to just go at him the first play of the game? It was yeah, just – I, I don't really get that at all. There, there was no double move. There was nothing. There's no play action. It was just, we're going to take a deep shot. But it, I mean, it was just, it was a beat down. Like I said in the interview 
with Tom. This is exactly what the Dallas Cowboys offense needed to get on track. Amari Cooper was on 105.3, the fan before the game, not complaining, but just saying he wanted to be more of the offense. They definitely made it um, a priority to get him involved in the game and involved early. Um, CD lamb making two unbelievable catches in a row. Dalton Schultz, a big man touchdown with Terrence Steele, Malik Turner at the end. My guy definitely should be wide receiver number four with the long touchdown. I mean, Corey Clement with the blocked punt. It just, it was a complete, complete game, um, for this team. And I, I hate to do this, but our guy that we had on a couple weeks ago from, from Australia, he needs to relax. He's been crying all over Twitter about this missed defensive pass interference that when Trayvon Diggs literally fell down, bro, stop. I know we had you on the show, friend of the program, but stop. Can't complain when you lose by 40. There's there's a lot of NFL games, like 80% of NFL games, you can like make the case that one to two plays um, can in, in, like change the outcome of a game. And this isn't the interception that that Vince has pulled up, but this is like the the play where they got their yep. feet tangled. There was no one or two plays on Sunday night. No, the, the Cowboys were resting their starters by what end of third quarter. Yes, it they, they lost by forty. There wasn't one or two plays. They 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 let them give fifty. Yeah, just the worst. Yeah, I have. It, it's funny. So I always said, obviously, my hatred is most to to the Eagles. And then it was the Giants, and then it was Washington. The last two weeks, I have grown such a bigger hate for Washington fans. From the we want Dallas chance to I maybe maybe it's because Twitter does these following topics things now, and I see all these Washington people on my timeline. I have no idea why. They're just they're bad humans. And they don't have a name. Well, the the owner of the team is an extremely yeah. bad human being. So yeah. That, but I honestly don't know that many Washington fans. I think you, that's why I don't have the same vitriol for them. Same. Doug Peterson is trending on Twitter right now. Good for him. Future Jaguars coach. hundred uh, percent. But I don't know. I, I it was just a beatdown. Like yeah, this is one of those games where there's just no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no controversial referee play. There's no controversial. Oh, was it an interception or did it hit the ground? Oh, did he get two feet in? There's none of that. Nope. Like it was the most pure beatdown that you could have. Yep. And the only thing that scares me as well, I'll, I'll put this game to bed and we'll move on is I don't know if you're like this in baseball, but like if, if it's a big series, let's say like for you, the Phillies are playing the Braves and it's, let's say the Phillies, you know, won or lost the first game doesn't matter, but this, the oh. middle game of the series, they put up 14 runs and they just keep going. I'm always like, stop. You're gonna yeah. run out of runs for tomorrow, and I now I know you're gonna lose two nothing tomorrow. So oh, like, always, always bet the under. You know, right? it's like they, they could win, they could win, but they're not scoring 14 runs. It's gonna be three to two. So now that's my fear heading into the Atlanta game. Is you scored 56 points, and now uh, excuse me, the Arizona game, and now you're gonna play Arizona and score 12. I, I have it a different work fear. that way, but I have a different fear stemming from that game that we'll get into. We'll get into. But, but yeah, I, uh, that's my uh, put Washington to bed. They're done. Good night. Get a quarterback. Taylor Heineke stinks. Thank you for your assistance and putting them to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very helpful. 
to we both handed them a loss within a five day span, and that's exactly what needed to happen um, to improve the Eagles' wild card chances, and it did happen. So oh, thank you a lot. That's well, one of those nights you just got to enjoy where nothing goes wrong. That's it. And you thank you once again. That. You you truly have to appreciate those nights because they are so rare and few and far between in sports where like everything goes right. You're talking um, blowout from the start. Mm-hmm. Never have a moment where you think, oh God, here comes a comeback from the other team. No bad injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like your backups get in and then the backups make huge plays too. Like a Corey Clement block punt is like, all right, it's on. Cooper you know? Rush throwing touchdowns and Malik Turner. Yep. That's exactly like that is like the perfect night. You just have to appreciate that night. And especially when it's a Sunday night football. Because oh, I yeah. enjoy and I'm not, yeah. And one last thank you to Washington once again from both of us for not drafting Justin Herbert. Uh, yes. And also thank you to Justin Herbert for going back to Oregon to win the Rose Bowl. So the Giants could not draft him. Yep. Amen. Can, I, can we do the charges before we get in the Eagles? Well, I know we're sure. going to bring it up eventually. Let's just do it. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, mm. <laughs> we if, kill, if, I think we killed them. I don't think. No, no. Well, they're still a playoff team. I mean, they've got to win. They've got to beat the, the Raiders. I think they play the Raiders and the Broncos, which, yeah, yeah you just have to win those games. Um, but if I were to power, like if the playoffs started today and you took every all seven teams and power ranked them one through 14 and like a confidence poll, I'd have the Chargers 14th. Yes. And that is really saying something considering how much we love Justin Herbert. I love watching Herbert right now more than I watch love watching Mahomes. Yeah. How insane is that to say? He he's also becoming an amazing thrower of the football, like Aaron Rodgers. He is just the arm strength. The he can make every single throw. He can even run. Like he's just like I love watching that kid play football. But they would be fourteenth. Yeah, they their defense. <laughs> anytime uh, they need a stop and in a crucial moment, nope. they cannot do it. Nope, can't do it. Won't do it. They, it, it, there was a moment in that Texans game. Yes, they lost to the Texans, gave up 100 rushing yards to Rex Burkhead, and Davis Mills had a huge game. There was a moment, though. They were down by one possession. I think it was 29 to 23 in the fourth quarter. So you're down by a touchdown. If you just get off the field, you get Herbert the ball back with a chance to win the game. Yep. Not only did they not get off the field, they gave up a touchdown. <laughs> To the it's Texans. Insane. It's just, I don't get the, it. The Texans went 75 yards on them for a score in a get off the field, run out the clock situation. Yes. That is unbelievable. They are, I don't even have words for it because I love gotta, them. They have got to be like, I, I know the Chargers don't have a huge fan base, but it has got to be infuriating oh. to sit through that. I think Rams fans are just like laughing at them. Yeah, probably get out of our stadium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go back to your soccer field. Trust me. There will not be an all LA Super Bowl in LA because I love Justin Herbert. I can't stand that defense. Now there will be book it. Uh, Rams chargers in the Super Bowl now. Yep. (laughs) Stand by right now. Old things exposed, but I just, I knew we were going to bring it up. So wanted to talk about that. Um, Want to talk? Should we get into the Eagles? Yeah. Speaking of beatdowns in the NFC East, oh. ah. second half beatdown. Second half beatdown. 
first half wasn't the best. But speaking of the Chargers, remember we talked about analytics versus human emotion and kicking field goals versus going for it. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of Nick Sirianni for recognizing the moment. Fourth and goal from the two. Nothing had gone right in the first yep. half. Just took the points. Yep. Tied it at three yep. and said, my team is better than your team. And I know once I grill them at halftime and we make adjustments that it will be shown. Yep. And it was. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. And even there was never any panic when they were down three to nothing because like it was just a weird, you know, the the Giants were playing a weird field position battle. It it was like watching the first few rounds of a boxing match where they weren't throwing punches because they didn't want to wear themselves out. And the other boxer knew that he didn't have KO potential. So he was just like, I'm just going to play defense this whole time. And try and go the distance. And try to go the distance. Yep. And it didn't work. Yep. <laughs> Second, the floodgate just opened. I, I knew in my brain, I was like, there's no chance the Eagles lose to this team again in similar fashion to no. the first time. It didn't, even when they were screwing up in the first half, it didn't feel like it. It just, you know, it just felt like you could see the opportunities there. They missed the field goal early. I mean, they struggled in the first quarter, and that and that was about it. They and they really got to move it in the second quarter too. Like they missed the field goal and they made a field goal, so it wasn't even like they were getting stopped. Um, they were able to move the ball down the field. Yep. You know, if they as long as they're not in their own way, they're fine. And then the the second half was was a thing of beauty. It's it's like what we talked about with your beat down. It was it was stress free. It was pretty yep. stress free. It was tee off on both quarterbacks. They didn't. They had a very conservative game plan. Um, all facets of the game worked. Big special teams returned by Reger. Yep. Uh, interception by Rodney McLeod. Um, huge plays from Devontae Smith, who just like toe tap wise, mm-hmm. just fantastic. Like watching that kid play is just so much fun because he makes just these catches that you're like, I've waited since like Terrell Owens to see mm-hmm. this stuff. After reviewing um, the review, I've, n- I've I've never seen that before. Thank no. God they did though, because he caught it. Like what hat? Like did they review it on the field and then somebody from like New York called them and was like, "Yo, your review is wrong." I don't know. I think so. Hilarious enough, uh, I I listened to the WIP radio broadcast in the second half, a play behind, because I was going insane listening to the Fox broadcast. Oh, it was so bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, so I didn't get like the full reasoning behind you it. Muted your or paused your TV and lined it up. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, that's a I, I should have thought of that and just been a play behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I put my phone away anyway. I wouldn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they didn't have every angle. And when they saw the, the angle, they were like, wait, hold on. We're wrong. <laughs> Which I appreciate them yeah, doing. Absolutely. Like, you know, like get as long as you get it right, you yep. know? Yep. They think. That you happened with the Zeke. Uh, to correct your mistakes. The Zeke touchdown the other night too. They called it. They called him down on the one, and then before even like going into review, they were like, "With video assistance, we changed the play. It's a touchdown." Which, like, and people were like, well, "How do they do that?" I'm like, "They should do that. Like, let's keep the game moving." Agreed. Yep. On the clear and obvious ones, yes. if you can see it, just buzz down. Hey, touchdown! Bang! Let's yep. go. I like that a lot. Me too. And it helps About the time. game. And- I know that review wasn't one of those because th- they reviewed it, went to commercial, reviewed it again, took a while, but we got it right. And I another know. incredible catch by Devontae Smith. Um, huge deep ball grab by him. Quez Watkins had a great deep ball grab. 
Jalen Rager played well, uh, which is great because he's getting booed every single time. Every time. It's, announced. Yep. It's, it's bad. Um, defense played well. Milton Williams had a sack. Like guys that you drafted are playing well, which is just exactly what you want to see. And, you know, you just move on to the next game. But before we do, let's just let's just get it done. The Giants. Good night. Good night. We have talked about them. It's been a running joke on this show. I kind of want to put it to bed right now. Give them a eulogy, even though they're bringing back Joe Judge, which is just like and having Daniel a Jones. zombie. Just we'll, we'll just finish it now. Our team's angling towards the playoffs. Let's focus on that. It is now five straight losing seasons for the for the New York Giants. Not just five straight losing seasons. Five straight seasons of 10, 10 plus losses. And you look at like other bottom dwellers in the league. There's all like legit reasons for why they're bad. Like Jacksonville, there's no basketball team in Jacksonville. There's no Nothing. baseball team there. It's a small market. But even they have been to an AFC championship as recent as 2017. Houston is the newest franchise in the NFL. It's still going to take a while to build that up. Detroit and Cleveland, not exactly free agent destinations. Small markets, hard to spend money, hard to attract free agents. And the Jets are second fiddle to the Giants. There are legitimate reasons for other teams being bad. There is no reason for the Giants to be this pathetic. From the top down, they built a stadium that everybody hates. Stinks. It's an awful stadium. All these state-of-the-art stadiums, and in New York City, they have a terrible one. It's just a that's bowl. ownership. It, look, it looks like a, a soup can. It's just like a tin. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a tin can. In the, it's just awful. It's awful. And then just like they don't draft well again and again and again. It's these clear misses that we know on draft night are misses. Every single during the pandemic draft, every single GM has TV set up, has monitors. The guy has one binder. It's yeah. insane. Down to coaching, this fake competitive nature that Joe Judge has where he comes out with this conservative approach, sets Jake Fromm up to fail, and then at the end of the game wants to use his timeouts to get the ball back down 34 to 9 or 34 to 10. And then once they do get the ball back, all they do is check it down and run the clock out. Yeah. It's just that fake competitiveness. And then like they just don't develop players. In every facet of the game, they stink down to their marketing initiative where they gave out a free Great medium depth. Coke for a four and 11 team. Everything they do is wrong. I'm, I'm glad being done about talking about them. That's it. Good night. Goodbye. See you later. Can't wait to see you again next year. Yep. Same Can't wait. And I'm not going to think about you ever again for a long time. Oh, until draft night, you screw it up again and we laugh. And you have two chances to screw it up this time. How about, uh, their best quarterback right now is Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Quarterback. Or Saquon. Mm. It's insane. Save Saquon. That's going to be our big initiative. Uh, this offseason? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about teams that could make the playoffs. Mm. You and or I. Teams that are in the playoffs already. Well, we're up close. close. I got a good percentage. Listen, need a win this week. Should I go first? Chronological. We play at one, you play yep. at four? Yep. I just have like a few... Uh, like minor points about the game. So running back situation, not ideal for us this week. Miles Sanders, broken hand, definitely going to be out. Jordan Howard, questionable with the stinger. 
problem is i guess he's had this stinger issue before mm. so it's like a reoccurring thing so it's, it makes it worse than normal and then kenny gainwell questionable with an ankle um so probably gonna have to lean on jalen hurts making plays with those legs again hasn't been doing that the past few weeks i picked up jordan howard and boston scott both in fantasy i think that's very smart we talked about jordan howard it's just yeah. you know if he's it, good to go i'm playing him apps and you absolutely should it is just such a clear and direct game plan with him. I love it. Mm-hmm. There's yep. nothing fancy that they do. He's going to run forward and he's going to fall forward. Yep. And when they were really stagnant on offense against the Giants in the first half, did you see what they did? Mm-hmm. Brought in Jordan Howard. <laughs> run the ball. And they just ran it with him. I, so I, we'll see on him. Hopefully he can play, though. And speaking of Miles Sanders, I, I, I hate the Eagles, obviously, but I feel so bad that he doesn't have a touchdown this season. It's insane. It's insane. And it's like everybody. And then, of course, he go, breaks his hand. And then immediately, like, Boston Scott scores yep. a touchdown. It's just. It's wild. All, all three other running backs do. He doesn't even have a receiving touchdown. It's I, insane. I feel it's bad. wild. But I, I don't know. The, he, he's approaching 1,000 all-purpose yards without mm-hmm. a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's wild, wild. Yeah. So we'll see. The running game is, is strong. Even when we're down one guy, I don't know if I'm as confident if we're down all guys. <laughs> eh, it's Washington. I don't know. You know, so here's the thing about Washington. Here's why I'm a little bit concerned. I think Nick Sirianni is going to have the boys ready to go, but it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Can't lose by, if you lose by 40, you're not coming back and losing by 40. Yeah. Again. yeah. When you're punching each other on the sideline, can't come back and do that again. <laughs> And they are, they're going to have some horses back, especially with the new COVID protocols. Holcomb's going to be back. Davis, both their linebackers will be there. Yeah. I think Brandon Scherf on the offensive line will be back as well. Yep. So we'll see. You know, I mean, this will be a tough game. I think Sirianni's going to have the boys ready. I think they understand the magnitude of the moment, which is great. I think Jalen Hurts as a leader understands the magnitude of the moment. He's always been in these high-pressure situations. This is nothing new to him, you know? Yep. He's been like, all right, all right, two is hurt. Go, go win us the SEC, you know? <laughs> and th- this is in Washington, right? It is, yes. Oh, God, just come out of the game healthy with that field. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, nothing will, will ease my stress more than just like an opening drive Jordan Howard touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think everything will settle there. But you're right. It's just, it's a slower field, <sighs> injury history. I don't know. We'll what are, you, are you taking the ball or are you deferring? Deferring all the time. Every time. I think sometimes I like to, if like, if my offense has been struggling for five straight weeks, I'm going to, and they need to make a statement, I'll take the ball, but I like to defer for the most part. Well, I'll tell you what, coming off a week where we fumbled the kickoff and then True. almost threw an interception on the first drive, I'm going to say we need to defer this week. <laughs> get, get a stop with our defense. Um, so hopefully we're good. Like you said, new COVID protocol. So hopefully Derek Barnett is back and, we have the full uh, full squad there. Linebackers have been playing well. We're going to need that again. Um, and then Darius Slay, pro bowler. <laughs> he has his PFF rating or like the rating of wide receivers against him is like 19, which is just insane. So hopefully he can recreate the success of Trayvon Diggs against Terry McLaurin uh, this week and did a good, a good job with him on that Tuesday night game. Reger had more receiving yards than Terry McLaurin. So, just need a big game from your big pieces, I think. Speaking of uh, Diggs, real quick, this just popped in my head. It's so funny. People, Cowboys fans are trashing Diggs because he gives up yards but has a record interceptions. But two years ago, the same fans were trashing 
Byron Jones for not giving up yards because he didn't get interceptions. It's just yeah. like it's There's just only a cycle of just that's yeah. Twitter living on Twitter. And I think it's really important to have in the playoffs win the turnover battle. Yes, because like we talked about earlier, the one to two play thing. Yep. 80% of the games are kind of one to two plays. Usually like 98% of playoff games are going down to one to two plays. If you get turnover battle is crucial. Having a defensive line that can force strip sacks and then a guy in the back end who picks everything off. Fantastic combination. You get your offense, two extra possessions in a playoff game. It's massive. Yep. That's what I'm hoping with the Eagles defensive line as well. Sacks, force fumbles, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and we've had a few interceptions the past few weeks. So, Got to keep that success up. This does feel to me like the 2019 game with the Greg Ward back of the end zone touchdown. It I, I would put the chances of a 56-14 blowout like last week uh, at less than 1% for us. I think this will be more of a 24-20. They have the ball with a chance to score and a minute 18 left type of game Oof. and one timeout. So, I'm looking up. So Eagles are three and a half point favorites on the road. So... That would be what, like seven point favorites at home, probably. Yeah, I think so. Probably like six and a half. Apparently, they plan to start both quarterbacks. Yeah, or play that. both quarterbacks. I think Allen has a better arm, uh, so I I think they should roll with him. I, I get the Heineke makes plays and everything, but that whole narrative seems to be dying a little bit. I think that's what it is. Yeah, so I I I'm always weird about the two quarterback system. Yeah, uh, yes. I feel like it, it works. It works. It never works except it works against the team that I root for. Yes. Like the guy comes in and just like catches fire. I'm like, wait a second. There we Where go. Where did this guy come from? <laughs> that was like Notre Dame, Florida State. Remember the first game of the season where the quarterback get hurt and then they had the, the you. I was like, yeah. wait, how did I know? I didn't know he was on this team. Uh, yeah. If anyone told me that the guy who had his knee on backwards two years ago was on the team, I would have absolutely <laughs> been rooting for him, but I've never bet Notre Dame. <laughs> that poor kid oh Oh, man but yeah so speaking of injuries no injuries let's win this game that pretty much locks it up um and this like this is like the closest a lot of these young guys have been to the playoff atmosphere but what i like about this team it's that combination so like the guys in the offensive line no like jason kelsey lane johnson then on like fletcher cox rodney mcleod this is like nothing new like they realize the magnitude of this moment and then you have a quarterback say you want about his accuracy and everything like that and or missing guys with jalen hurts but he understands magnitude of moments he understands when to make big plays and he just understands leadership, and I think that's key. On the road, playoffs on the line, I think that's a good guy to have. And this legitimately could be last ride for guys like Kelsey and Cox on the Eagles. Oh, that would be very sad, but also very true. I so, think it's legitimate. Let's. I was about to say, it is legitimate. So let's go out. Let's uh, Let's end it with a bang. Let's Amen. hope. Cox. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's flip it over. Let's do the Cowboys. Cardinals, Cowboys, game of the week on Fox, AT&T Stadium. Kyler, back in the stadium where he is undefeated. Kevin, how do you feel? So, yes, like you said, Kyler Murray from Texas, one of the greatest Texas high school quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Never lost there in high school, never lost there in college, and has uh, 1-0, I believe, there uh, in the NFL. And the Arizona, too. I looked this up. They've dominated the Cowboys the last, I think they've won either five of the last six or six out of the last seven times the two have met. 
which is unbelievable. I did not know that. It's so we're do you remember do you remember back when Arizona was in the NFC East? Or you, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's who Donovan McNabb broke his leg yeah. against. Yeah. All right. So you do, and then that's who Emmett Smith went to. But mm-hmm. so there is there is uh there's hatred between these teams that that runs deep back then. Vince didn't you did not know the Cardinals were in the NFC East. Wow. Producer <laughs> Vince, everybody. <laughs> he it was like I was like eight years old when they were in it. Yeah. So he was and he's younger than me. So yep. Yeah. It's crazy. I think the Cowboys don't make sense in the NFC East. Think about a team in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, so coming off the, the massive win against Washington, the team's gonna be flying super high. I just hope Mike McCarthy has Dan Quinn and Kel Moore and Dak Prescott and the leaders of this team have kind of brought them back down to center. They won the NF uh, NFC's championship, but now, you know, you, you beat the giants, you beat Washington, you beat, you know, Taysom Hill, you went undefeated in December, but now you are going against a big dog and a big dog. That's reeling. That's lost three straight. That's hungry. That's fighting for their division championship. They don't want to be the six, five, six seed. They they want to win their division. Um, and everybody is talking about are the Cardinals done? What's wrong with Kyler? He can't get it done without Hopkins. So I am fearful that this Arizona team is not going to come in and lay down. They are going to try and put on a show um, and try and show the entire nation especially that it's the 425 fox game of the week that hey we're still here and you know everybody's glorifying the cowboys and dak and how good this defense is i'm scared of them laying an egg not laying an egg but losing this game i i've been on this for a few weeks i told you i said i think colts go in there i think they punch the cardinals in the mouth cardinals on a two-game losing streak they lost to the lines Actually, there are three games. Three. Three game losing streak. Yeah. Including the Lions. Then got punched in the mouth by the Colts. And now here they are at ATT Stadium with a chance to save their season. I don't know. I just uh I've been on this for a while and I, I just feel weird about the, this game for the Cowboys. This game is gonna show me very much what this Cowboys team is gonna be in the playoffs. Because if they go out and win this game at home against a formidable opponent against a top tier quarterback and a top tier quarterback and a formidable opponent that is hungry. Okay. Mm -hmm. I believe, I think this team can do big things. If they lose, you know, by a field goal in this game and it was far fought hard. And, you know, a couple of those lucky bounces went the other way. I still won't panic, but if they lay an egg, then, you know, First fake and all those other shows are going to be like, see, they just beat Washington and it meant nothing. The same old Cowboys. And I just don't want to hear that for the next two weeks. Not that I watch or listen to any of those fucking shows. No, no. <laughs> but um, I, if it looks like last year, I would raise a red flag. But I think if they win and win handily, I think everyone considers them Super Bowl contenders at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think that would eliminate any doubt that anyone has. Yes. If, if they just come out and just like handle this team. 
But yeah. I don't know. I just have this feeling that the Cardinals are just going to come in, realize the moment, like we talked about the Eagles, magnitude in the moment. Like we were talking about earlier with the with the meme when you're playing video games, you're down in 2K, and you sit up and you're focused. I think that's where the Cardinals are at in their season. I mean, this team was legitimately 10 and 2, and now they're 10 and 5. And they were it looked like they were going to control a division. Won't at this point wouldn't even get one home game in the playoffs if it started today. It's insane. Unbelievable. So yeah. that that's that's what that fears me. I now the Cardinals offensive line is not very strong. It's not like the Eagles offensive line. Mm-mm. So I think the Dallas defensive line who is just on a roll and the amount of guys that they run through and can keep fresh a guy like DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory and really have them be able to go all out on third down passing downs rush situations is is amazing. So I think they're going to be able to to eat and be able to get to Kyler and we'll talk about it in the interview about keeping Kyler in the pocket. If they can do that, I think they have a legitimate chance to win this game. I think the mm-hmm. the offense kind of found their stride. They're very very good at home. I think they're going to be able to move the ball and score points on the Arizona defense. It's just what are they are they going to be able to control Kyler Murray? I I think so too. Can you control the legs of Kyler Murray? I think he's going to look I thought he was going to look to do a lot even if there wasn't a three-game losing streak to go going on. This is his um, I was about to say, this is like there's a little extra oomph, a little bit of extra pep in his step this week, if you will. So I, I expect to see that from him. And then you add in the fact that they really need this win. I think you're going to get like the 11 out of 10 Kyler. I think there are times, and I like him a lot, but it's been noted, you know, there are some times where the body language isn't the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of reciprocates through the team in a game against like Detroit. He gets down, and the team around him's down, and they kind of just lose to an inferior opponent. I don't expect to see that too much uh, on Sunday at the Cowboys in prime time. Need a win bad. Yep. And and that that mentality of his going into this week scares me on like third and seven, third and eight situations, third and six situations where you know get off the field, get a stop get the offensive ball again, and there his his little fucking legs scooting for eight, nine yards and a first down, and it's just – it's crushing. It's the way he runs. It's just so funny. I know. It's just like – he's a video game. It's just, you know, it's just so funny the, how quickly they move. So those, those that get off the field on third down, if I'm this Cowboys defense, don't let him continuously move the chains with his legs because that is – it's backbreaking and it's it's not humiliating, but it just like you know that defensive line's like son of a bit, like again, and then it mm-hmm. just gets into that. Don't let him get into that running groove, is what I'm saying. Try to contain him because if he gets into a groove running the ball, you're in trouble. And two things all about discipline with the defensive line this week, especially against Kyler. One, if you overplay it, if you get out of your lines, if you yep. get out of your blocks then you're going to run right past him and he's going to run right past you. Whether it's collapsing down on him, then he can bounce out. Or if you're spread too wide, then he can run up the middle. And then also he is smaller. You know, it does play a factor. Get those hands up. Demarcus Lawrence does such a great job. If you don't get there, get your hand up. He does such a great job with that, especially this week. That'll be crucial. How about that interception? He's (laughs) big dudes like that aren't supposed to catch the ball and then rumble down the field like that. 
Randy Gregory had one the other week too. Mm-hmm. Both against Washington, against yeah. shorter kind of quarterbacks too, and Tyler Heineke. Heineke. Um, so he we'll see. Get the freaking hands up then. Amen. So we'll see. Uh, they they believe they're getting ty- um, Tyron Smith back at left tackle. They've been playing with Steele and Insiki rotating at left tackle. So hopefully Tyron Smith will be healthy out there. That definitely helps against that uh, that pass rush that the Cardinals have. And just Dak, if they can if they can stay in a rhythm, I loved what they did this past week against Washington going up tempo. They called it their fastball. You saw, you literally were able to watch Dak get into a rhythm. And he hasn't been able, he hasn't done that the last month. They went fast. They played fast. They said that they got the Washington defense absolutely gassed. Do that again this week. Get Dak into a rhythm quick, play fast, and then turn Kyler Murray over. If they can do those things, I think they can win this game. I agree. I agree. Five and a half point favorites, but I, I, I think it's going to be a field goal type game. I was, <laughs> I think there's going to be some points too. Yes. I think there's going to be some scoring. Yes. So we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for this game. Obviously it's a, it's a good uh, test of the mites. See where mm-hmm. you're at. Litmus test game. game. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, they're legitimately fighting for the two, maybe even the one Tampa's banged up. You don't know if they're going to drop one of the next two. The Lions maybe somehow find a way to beat the Packers in week 18. You never know. Um, <laughs> so if the Packers just drop one, you keep winning. Who knows? If they could somehow get the first round by and not have to worry about going to Lambeau in the playoffs. Oh, God. So win the game. Huge game on Sunday night for all intents and purposes. Yes, you need the cow. You need the Packers to lose. I need the Vikings to lose. We'll yep. be pitted against each other once more. Uh, Adam Thielen's out. He's on IR, so that's going to be. A hard I know test. that's a shame. I like him. I think Me he's too. underrated. Me too. Me too. So we'll see. But I mean, if you want to, I'll stop here with the Cowboys, and we can dive into the interview because I know we touch on this game and the Cowboys in our interview. Yeah, let's do it that way because we we touch it like you said we touch on this a lot with Tom. So here it is. We've got Tom Tom Downey of Chat Sports. Our friends at Chat Sports have come through again for us. Tom covers the Cowboys. Cowboys report. We're gonna talk about this upcoming game with the Cardinals, uh, the report card on the Cowboys after that huge win, and just looking forward to the playoffs. So here it is, Tom Downey of Chat Sports interview presented by Stateside Vodka. All right, Aiden, we are now joined by another great member of the Cowboys media. Seems like we're always joined by awesome members of the Dallas Cowboys media and sometimes okay members of the Philadelphia media. But he hosts the Cowboys Report on Chat Sports. And yes, we've had Chase Sr. on multiple times from Chat Sports as well. He is a must follow on Twitter at what going Downey. It's Tom Downey. What's going on, man? Welcome to Birds vs. Boys. Thanks for hopping on. Not too much. Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, so a lot going on in Cowboys land, obviously. So the first thing I want to ask you about is all of the questions and concerns and topics this past month has been, what is wrong with the offense? What is wrong with Dak Prescott? Even though the Cowboys went undefeated in December, I might say. But was their performance Sunday night at home against a depleted Washington team exactly what this offense and Dak Prescott needed to get back on track heading towards the playoffs? Yeah, I think it totally was. I mean, when you throw for 300 yards and drop 40 points in the, in the first half, it's, it's kind of hard to, to feel anything other than that. 
Yeah, the offense was was broken, but I kind of thought it was more broken in the same way like a, a Lego thing you build breaks. Like it, it's not that hard to repair mm-hmm. if they figure out a couple different things and it kind of all finally came together against Washington. Yeah, they were depleted. They were also less depleted than what they were the last time they they played. So. I think there's still always be that lingering doubt of, okay, yeah, you beat Washington, you do it against a better football team when the margin for errors is more difficult. But, you know, it's hard to just completely discount that level of performance because bad teams don't do that, you know? Exactly. It's not, it's, that's what I was saying to Aiden earlier. It's, they did exactly what they needed to do. I mean, you, you don't drop 56 points in the NFL. <laughs> that doesn't happen and they did it so it's not like they eked out a you know a 21 17 win and so i was i was very i was very happy about it but switching switching gears to the other side of the ball i keep saying the reason why i believe this cowboys team is going to be different than the typical dallas cowboys team in the playoffs is this defense this year so do you believe that this defense gives this team a realistic chance to go on a deep playoff run this season? I think if the offense plays the way it did against Washington or close to it, and the Cowboys defense plays the way it's played the past month or so or close to it, I think they absolutely can make that that deep run. Uh, we've seen the offense be better at home. The defense tends to travel a little bit more. It will get tougher in the postseason. That's why it's really tough to win playoff games, of course. But that my what I thought was a realistic hope for the Cowboys defense was can you get around league average defense this year? Yep. And with Dan Quinn and a couple minor changes personnel wise, well, not minor, but limited personnel changes mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, Michael Parsons coming in, some safety adjustments and not that much else, frankly. Osa, a couple linebackers aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Like they've gone from being a bottom five to a top five defense. And it's been, been one of the more incredible turnarounds I've seen in recent memory in the entire NFL. Can, can you believe that we could be sitting here saying that the Dallas Cowboys safety position has been balling out this season? It's, it's incredible because if we're being honest with ourselves, they lucked into this. Absolutely. Like, no, no team in the NFL has invested less from a monetary perspective or a draft perspective at the safety position than Dallas. They've got a guy yeah. who the Lions didn't want as their best safety in, in J. Ron Curse. They got a guy the Falcons cut because they didn't do him right because of the injury and Demonte Casey playing on the vet minimum just like curses. A guy coming off injury in Malik Hooker who nobody signed until the preseason playing pretty well. And then a six-round pick in Donovan Wilson who was supposed to be safety one battling injury all year, and the Cowboys have been fine without him. So it, it's a, a a lot of luck, no doubt there, but oh, yeah. it's been really good luck for Dallas. J-Ron Curse is a, is a must-try and re-sign for me. Mm-hmm. That is, but that is in the equation. We have a big price tag on your quarterback. That's exactly what you need. A little bit of luck with oh, yeah. the uh, bottom of the barrel value finds for sure. Mm-hmm. They went zero for last year and didn't like every single guy this year. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the Eagles Super Bowl run. Like we just yeah, hit on yeah. every free agent that year, and then from that, it didn't really work out as well. But that's <laughs> what you need for a Super Bowl team. Yeah. You need a little <laughs> bit of luck. A little bit of luck. 
All right, let's look ahead to this week's matchup. The Cardinals, they're an odd team. You know, they're talented as hell, but they just have these like low IQ football IQ moments. They've been sliding lately. So what do you expect from them on Sunday? Do you expect the team you saw early in the year because they're fighting for their life? Or do you see a team that's just like falling apart and is just going to lay down when they head to AT&T Stadium? It's a great question. We haven't seen this Cardinals team in this position in a very long time, it feels like. And mm-hmm. I, I like Kyler Murray. There's nobody, I think there's nobody's a franchise quarterback. He's so dynamic with his legs and he's got these high level plays. But it's, it's weird to me because this Cardinals team has invested a ton in the wide receiver spot. Of course, they make the highway robbery trade for New Hopkins, but now he's out, he's out of the equation. They paid a lot of money for A.J. Green, who's had, like, two just critical the controller-turned-off moments of just, like, <laughs> not being alert for whatever reason. They spent a second-round pick on Rondell Moore and used him only around the line of scrimmage. Christian Kirk's plays him. He's, he's a second-round pick, too. Second-round pick, Annie Isabella sucks, to be blunt. So I, I think we'll see a better Cardinals team. I don't want to put too much stock in a loss against the Lions because every team this year has laid one, if not multiple. Yep. Like, how did they lose that game? That makes mm-hmm. no sense mm-hmm. in a very weird year in the NFL. So I think we'll get a, a closer game. I think it's a game the Cowboys should win. Um, but we'll see how it ends up going going on Sunday. It's been a, been a pretty fluky year, I think, to an extent in the NFL. So, so you said the Cowboys should win, and I think they should as well. They're five-and-a-half-point favorite, I believe, sitting right now. But Kyler Murray, going back to high school, is 7-0 all-time at AT&T Stadium. So what do the Cowboys need to do in this game to finally add a loss to his resume at AT&T Stadium? Honestly, do what they did last year against him. Just keep him in the pocket a little bit more. Like, yeah, the Cardinals blew out the Cowboys in that game, which, you know, they were not that good last year but Kyler the thrower in that game he was bad now part of it was there were a couple of deep shots to Andy Isabella who can't track the football downfield so if they throw that to Kirk or somebody it's fine but I think if as difficult as this is to actually do if you can keep Kyler in the pocket a little bit more I think you'll be able to make some plays against him and control him a little bit more and you need your offense to play a little bit more like they did against Washington than against, say, the Giants. But I think that that offense is close to getting back on track. Hopefully that continues against what's been a pretty good Cardinals defense for the most part this season. How, how are you playing Micah Parsons in this game? Um, yeah, I, have, I, I think what the Cowboys will do is kind of do what they've been doing of utilizing him as a high-leverage pass rusher and then putting him at off-ball linebacker to keep one of Keanu Neal, LVE, off the field as much as possible. I would like to see them, since you know that you know you know how dynamic of a, a runner Kyler Murray is. I know there's been some buzz. Well, maybe you make Micah Parsons the spy. What if you put one of your safeties, or even Jordan Lewis, mm-hmm. as your spy on Kyler? We've seen Lewis... At times, that, I, I almost call yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. The Alvin Kamara kind of shadow guy. Then you could put Anthony Brown in the slot, get Kelvin Joseph on the field. It leaves you smaller on defense, but I think you want that speed against Kyler in Arizona. I didn't even think about that. I love that point. 
Let's keep rolling with the talk about the Cardinals and wildcard teams because it looks like the Rams poised to win the tough NFC West. So Cardinals could be a wildcard team. 49ers look like they're going to be a wildcard team as well. So looking at it from a Cowboys fan perspective, who would you like to see the least in round one? And why is it the Eagles? Oh, it was going to be the Eagles. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> mostly because I don't think there's that great of a talent gap between the Saints, Vikings, and Eagles. Um, I, I don't see how the Falcons make the postseason, so I'm kind of crossing them off that list. Although, I'd love to see the Falcons. They're, they're, not a good, oh, yeah. they're not a good football team. I don't want to play the Eagles uh, solely because I don't want to deal with yes. a – Slim as I think it would be as the Cowboys losing that game, I don't want to deal with them losing that game. Yep. Like I just that 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 would not be fun yep. to deal with if the Eagles knock off the Cowboys. Like that'd be that's like the worst possible outcome, and I would want McCarthy fired immediately. Trust me, you're you're telling me. I, I live north of Philadelphia, married to an Eagles fan. Wife is, wife is pregnant. We're fighting over what kind of fan the kid's going to be. That is the last thing I need <laughs> in my life right now. Oh, I can see it. We come in just playing with house money. You guys are Super Bowl contenders. We pull the upset. Oh, would be perfect. Well, I don't want it. No, God, no, please, no. Um, All right, this is the last one from me. So Mm -hmm. Chase Sr. from Chat Sports Mm -hmm. posed a question to you and myself yesterday Mm -hmm. on Twitter about which coordinator we would rather keep, Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn. And then after – his tweet to us, it came out that the Jaguars were requesting to interview uh, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. Then it came out Dan Quinn's not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. So which coordinator would you rather keep and why? I mean, I think the, the answer is yes. Like, you don't want to lose either of those guys. Um, if you had asked me this two months ago, I think it would have been Kellen. Uh, they kind of hit a bit of a rough patch, and the defense has picked it up. Um, I, I think the you know one A answer over one B is is Dan Quinn, because this turnaround by the defense is just an unbelievable change from Mike Nolan to Dan Quinn. Yeah, you got Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs has stepped up, and but you you know you turn trash into treasure in J. Ron Curse who got cut by the Lions last year. So I think the answer is Dan Quinn. I'd love to find a way to keep both of them. There's a real chance you'll, you end up losing both of them. But as highly as I think of both guys, I think you have to pick Dan Quinn at this point because that bottom five to top five turnaround is, is just in- incredible. L- losing him to Seattle scares me the most. I think that's, if that job opens up. Yeah. That's the team that worries me. I, I don't really think Jacksonville is a great fit for either of those guys or for either side. Like Jacksonville should go young and offensive minded Quinn. I don't think the Jags job is quite right for him. I'd say the Seattle job because he was there previously knows the culture. I think it'd be a great fit for him in Seattle. And I think the bears would go offensive minded. That's the other job I worry about for Dan Quinn as well. Agreed. Yeah. And it just also feels like this is the end for Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. So you just assume that job's probably open up, which makes it even more of a realistic possibility for him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then he poaches guys like J. Ron Curse. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, last one. Let's end it talking about chat sports. So like we mentioned, we're friends with Chase. We've had him on the show before. So take us through a Sunday at your job. You're usually hosting the Cowboys watch parties, various streams. Yeah. What's that experience like? What's the challenges? What are the fun parts? What's everything? Slime and beers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the fun parts is we get paid to drink. So, you know, it's a pretty, pretty <laughs> neat experience. Uh, it depends on the day, like when the, when your team plays or whatever team you're covering that day. So. You know, let's say they, they typically play, you know, 325, you know, local time, that 4 p.m. game time slot. So in around 11 a.m., you know, get everything taken care of, get get everything set up to do the to do the watch party, maybe knock out another video for one of our other multitude of team channels, whatever it is. Um, do our live watch party and have some fun doing our play-by-play reaction engagement community type of stuff do our post game show potentially knock out another video and then go home after a 9 10 11 hour day can't be that right I have, I have, I have a blast doing it yeah exactly great <laughs> all right let everybody know uh because i believe that the youtube channel is the most subscribed dallas cowboys youtube channel right so let everybody know how they can watch these parties where they can subscribe how they can follow you on twitter plug away uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is the Cowboys Report. You can just go to youtube.com slash Cowboys TV. That's the, the YouTube URL right there. Pretty straightforward. You can also hit me up on Twitter at WhatGoingDowny. There's no S in there uh, because Twitter has limits. But we're also just on YouTube at Chat Sports as well, which is kind of more all-encompassing NFL, NBA, general sports coverage as well. Yeah, it's a blast. We always we always watch everything you guys do and follow it. It's a it's such a unique yeah. aspect towards sports. And Aiden, I think you would agree. We both believe this is where sports watching and consuming is going towards. That's what I think all the time. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, man. Well, thanks for hopping on with us. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you on again once the Cowboys are Super Bowl champs. I hope so. I'm sure Aiden loved that comment. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> too soon too close to ours all right thanks man appreciate it no problem guys Aiden, another just phenomenal interview chat sports like you said comes through again tom was awesome i mean we just we just hit the a pluses every time on these interviews. i know yes. i love it i i can tell i said this to you earlier you can just tell the energy around this time of year when your team is good and you're just like feeling that playoff fever you can feel it in that interview with tom and i just love the business model of chat sports and just everything that they do so i love having their uh their guys on with us and i do agree that the eagles are the team i do not want to see in the first round <laughs> i do not want to deal with that i i hate the i would I'm, you know what? No, I'm not even going to talk playoff opponents before I make it in. It's just Philadelphia. Don't do that. I'll screw myself over. All right. Um, TikToks? Let's do it. Two for the people tonight. Two simple ones. Easy for us. Going to be hard for people in the comments to, uh, to just complain. So these are, are as simple as it gets and the easiest ones to argue about. We're yep. doing MVP candidates, power ranking those, and then power ranking teams as well. So would you like to start MVPs? Would you like to start power ranking teams? Let's totally MVPs. MVPs. All right. Five down to one. I, yeah, we'll start there. I don't think we have, we've done MVPs yet, so that's a good idea. All right. So let's start. Top five MVP candidates, ranking them five to one. At five, I have Justin Herbert. 
I don't think he'll win because his team isn't good enough, but I think he he keeps them alive because he's a generational quarterback on an otherwise subpar team. Five for me, I have Micah Parsons just because he needs to be on this list somewhere. He needs to be on every single possible list. He could be on offensive rookie of the year list simply because he could probably play running back slot receiver and do whatever the hell he wants to do on the field. He's not going to win it. He has no chance. TikTok people, stop going crazy. I just want to put his name there just because he is so unbelievably ridiculous. At four, I have Jonathan Taylor. Again, don't know if he's going to win it because it would be really tough for a running back to do it. Um, but honestly, he's putting on just one of the greatest seasons as an all-around back of of literally of all time, surpassing Derrick Henry from last year. And that the Colts team has become the identity that we expected them to become in the beginning of the season and looking like they could clinch a playoff spot this week. A lot of that is due to Taylor. Uh, four for me, I have Patrick Mahomes. The the comeback from the beginning of the season, the struggles he had, the offense had, and the defense had, they've turned it all around. And that has been led by the defense, but also led squarely by their captain, their leader, Patrick Mahomes. He's playing at another level. Once again, the offense is hitting its stride. And not one team, AFC or NFC, if they make it to the Super Bowl, is going to want to have to face Patrick Mahomes in this offense. Correct. All right, at three, I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, you can honestly make the case for him number one because they usually choose best player on the best team, and the way it's angling, if the Packers keep winning, that will be him. Um, I think some of the writers may dock him because of his conspiracy theories regarding the vaccine, uh, but if you put that aside and focus on just football, we are talking about the best quarterback like right now on the best team, the one seed in the NFC right now. So I have him at three, but if you have him at one, I totally understand. Three for me. I have Jonathan Taylor Thomas, just like you had him at four. He is running the hell out of the ball. He is the Carson Wentz is a leader, but this team goes as Jonathan Taylor goes. Uh, like you said, this team has the identity that we all thought they would have at the beginning of the season. And that squarely is on the back of Jonathan Taylor. He could legitimately run this team to the playoffs and possibly even further. I'm just happy that Carson Wentz's name came up in the MVP discussion one way or another. <laughs> All right. I, at two, I have Tom Brady. It never ceases to amaze. He does lead the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. The only thing that may dock him is it's going to be hard to surpass Aaron Rodgers uh, if Rodgers is the one seed and Brady is not. But statistically, Brady is right there and number one in a lot of major categories. Uh, two for me, it's Tom Brady as well. The old man just keeps going. Father time does not exist. Uh, he doesn't eat strawberries. He eats guacamole ice cream. It seems to work. So um, he just keeps doing his thing. And I absolutely love Tampa Tom. Once he went down to Florida, he got fun. Uh, and he just keeps doing his thing. So Tom Brady, too, for me. All right. At number one, this is going to be a hot take. I have Cooper Cup. I know positional guy not a quarterback tough to win but he is on pace we'll put it in fantasy terms he is on pace to have the greatest statistical season for a wide receiver since jerry rice in the 1990s he's already surpassed randy moss in that 07 season where the patriots went undefeated and went to the super bowl and he and tom brady had that chemistry you look around at the rams robert woods gets hurt Takes a while for Odo Beckham to come in and really have that chemistry. They get really nothing out of the tight end position in Tyler Higby. They're on their third running back. And Matthew Stafford has those like weird games where he just shows up and, and throws three interceptions and completely screws his team. But the one consistent has been Cooper Cup. 
He had his third worst statistical performance of the season last week. It was 10 receptions for 115 yards. Cooper Cup, number one MVP. He could be taking me to a fantasy championship myself. Number one for me, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, he may be getting docked by a lot of the writers because of the whole COVID issues and all that. But he's also playing with this toe injury, uh, which seems to be very much more painful than people thought it was going to be. Um, he elected not to have the surgery, not have anything done playing through it. I'm sure with the aid of a lot of drugs, but um, he is playing just at an MVP level. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to stay in green Bay, um, but I I'm scared of him and having to play him in the playoffs as a Cowboys fan uh, or for you as an Eagles fan, possibly playing them in the playoffs at some point or, or anybody having to play them. He just figures out ways to win ball games, even if they are not beautiful, like they haven't been the past couple weeks for the Packers, but just also the arm talent that he has just watching him throw a football. Even if you're a Rogers hater, just enjoy watching him play football because it's just something that we've never seen before the way he can throw a football greatest thrower of the football ever. I think that's a fair take. And I don't, you know, like there's, there's other quarterbacks you could say best of all time. Yep. Best thrower of the football. I think it's Rogers. All right. Let's bang out these power rankings real quick. All right. Let's do it. Let's do teams instead of players. So we're doing power rankings, top five teams in the NFL right now at five. I have the Colts again, ground and pound. The defense forces turnovers. Their quarterback makes plays. They went on the road. They won a big game against the Cardinals, a playoff team down four offensive linemen. Wentz made the throws that he need to make on a day where Jonathan Taylor didn't have his best stuff, considering that most of his offensive line was good, and they still won. Uh, five for me, it's the Rams. Like you said, they have possibly the MVP in Cooper Cup. Uh, Matthew Stafford, when he is not throwing three interceptions, he is throwing it around a cup and maybe Higby. Um, they also have Odell Beckham, who does nothing but seemingly catch touchdown passes for this team now. And they got Cam Akers back. And let's not mention the absolute studs that they have on that defense. They are 11 and four. They've taken over first place in the NFC West. Um, they are going to be a scary team to face. At four, I have the Rams. I think they've rebounded well. And we've seen like, that's the key to this season. Every good team has done it. The chiefs have done it. The bills have done it. And including the Rams who have done it kind of moving into this Odell Beckham era. And the offense seems to run through Cooper cup and they just, it's, Everyone knows it's coming, and you still can't stop it. And like you said, on defense, some of the best stars in the game, Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, four for me, it's the Dallas Cowboys. The offense finally got going this past week. I know it was against a banged-up Washington team, but they did exactly what they needed to do against a team like that. Putting up 56 points is just unbelievable. And this defense, this defense is legit. This defense is the reason why this Cowboys team is not going to be the typical Dallas Cowboys team in the playoffs and give them a legitimate shot to go on a run in the playoffs. I think this Dallas Cowboys team is a legit top five team in the NFL. At three, I have the Bucks. Ton of injuries right now, but we've learned everyone has learned the hard way not to doubt Tom Brady. Big win, rebound win. You knew that was coming. They'll keep winning. The injuries are a concern, but it's Tom Brady. At three, I have the Bucks. Three for me, it's the Bucks as well. Everything that you said is the exact same reason why I have them at three as well. 
At two, I've got the Packers playing some of the best football in the league. Aaron Rodgers, we talked about as an MVP candidate, um, getting weapons back on defense as well. And that connection, Rodgers to Devontae Adams, you just can't beat it. And if they need to run the ball to win games late in January in the cold, they have a two-headed monster in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So at two, I've got the Packers. Two, I have the Packers as well. I, I could put them at one, but the reason I have them at two is the last couple games. Uh, they've been very, very close games. Yes, they're pulling them out, but you could say uh, against a backup quarterback in the Ravens, they barely beat them because of a two-point conversion at the end. The Browns, they let them hang around. They haven't been able to just put the foot on the throat of teams and put teams away um, if they keep doing that. They would be one, um, but like you said, they still have Aaron Rodgers, who is, again, the best throw of the football all time. I had the Packers at two. At one, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think you can go any other way right now, considering the win streak that they're on. Their defense seemed to save their season, kept them afloat until the offense got it together. Big week from the big three a week ago between Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. And then this past week, without Kelsey, other guys like Byron Pringle and McCole Hardman stepped up and Darrell Williams out of the backfield. They're just winning in every way possible. It's back to the Kansas City Chiefs at one. One for me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Like I said earlier in our other TikTok, there is not one team in this playoff race on the AFC side or if they get to the championship game, the Super Bowl in the NFC, that is going to want to have to face Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, and now Byron Pringle. And this defense has been balling out since the Cowboys game earlier in the season. They all figured it out. Andy Reid figured it out. Why is Biennemi not getting any phone calls or any interest for a head coaching position in this league? It boggles my mind. But the Kansas City Chiefs are the class of the NFL right now. Chiefs at one. All right. So those are our TikToks, our lists of MVPs and power rankings. Um, thank you to our guest, Tom, from Chat Sports, hopping on with us. Aiden, we are heading into week 17, two more weeks of the regular season. Where will the Cowboys finish seeding? Will the Eagles make the playoffs? There is still so much to find out in this unbelievably amazing. This really has been a fun season overall, a weird season in the NFL. Worked out really well for us, the yeah. way it's been going. Listen, they've got my undivided attention, lost the fantasy semis. I don't want to talk about it. Second most points in the league. Only person more was the guy I played. Mm. Eagles have my undivided attention. This is big. This is big for you. This is big for me. This is big for the podcast. Massive, massive week. So make sure that you uh, you follow us on all social media platforms so you won't miss anything Birds vs. Boys. Check out our YouTube channel where you'll get the reaction podcast. You will get behind-the-scenes clips. You can check out our player profiles. Go check out our Micah Parsons video. I think we may have been a little right on him heading into the NFL from the draft. And then uh, check us out on Twitter, Birds vs. Boys Pod, TikTok, Birds vs. Boys Pod. That's where you'll listen and watch our TikTok videos that Vince did not want to be a part of tonight because he doesn't watch football. So enjoy uh, week 17 of the NFL. We'll catch you back next week. And, hey, I'm going to do it because I didn't do it last week. Aiden, I'll see you next year. Oh, God. <laughs> Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. 
Upstart alert. Upstart alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. No. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is- the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.